the following podcast is another pop it's another podcast we did uh it's called episode two i uh, love you welcome I back you. Heads. we're here a year later for the brand new season of game of thrones i'm michael jackson your host and this is the throne zone i'm joined once again by the man himself the legend god branson the creator of game of thrones the writer director and producer of the books and the most famous television series of all time all right all right all right all right i don't know branson about it's all so good that. to have you back i don't know about all that e- easy you are worthy all right <laughs> now we got a lot to talk about um I don't know where to start, but we're going to have to pick somewhere, okay? Uh, first off, let's just, uh, you know, so let's just uh, say, how how are you? You know, how have you been doing? Well, I'm good. Uh, you know, we, we... I know you've been busy, and the fans have probably been eager to hear what you've been doing. Oh, yeah. Um, still waiting on that last book, but you said, you know, you kind of said... Uh, you know, it's coming, but you said you also just wrote it into the show, so... Right. I mean, I wrote it into the show, then I wrote a book. You know, sort of like, um, let's say, a movie like, you know, X-Men Wolverine Origins, right? I didn't write it, but sometimes, you know, there will be... No- great movie. ...novelizations of movies great, great that movie. are done. Let's say, you know, you want to get a kid to read, and they don't like reading because it's boring, right? Because they haven't read the right books. You know, you keep, Ugh, you keep. You should read Game of Thrones. Exactly. But, you know, sometimes they're like, they'll look at a book cover and they're like, hey, this book cover looks like it was a movie. And then they'll read it. So it's sort of like a reverse thing of that in which I am making the TV show and writing the book. But the book is still the source material. It's almost being dated backwards to it, if you understand what I'm saying. So, yes, I'm writing the show, but I'm writing the book at the same time in the show and then i'm going to take the source material from the show and make it the main storyline of the book Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of back and forth there but you know fans can be demanding and i'm trying to work in what i can to get everything going you know absolutely and you know we are patient we've uh we've been very patient anyway and we are excited to get going on this new season um we have one episode so far i could do a little bit of a recap yeah yeah i mean we're right there in it um for those of you that are interested or who haven't seen it yet you might want to plug your ears but i will say that you know i'm happy with how things have gone in the first uh, episode i just watched it the other day it's a crackle exclusive right so if you're watching it on hbo you're not getting the real version the hbo version is only an hour long on crackle you're getting the full hour and seven minutes so it's right there next to comedians in cars getting coffee, um, and you can go there and you can watch it on Crackle, and uh, you know it, it, uh, it's big news. You know, there's also have you have you watched? Um, they have Master of None on there, the uncut one where he uh, he actually goes to prison. Yeah, they got Master of None on there. Um, they have the Louis show on there. They got Cosby show on there. They got some like Roman Polanski movies on there. They got all the Woody Allen shows on there. Mm-hmm, they got mm-hmm. um, uh, they got uh, the all the Talking uh, Dead, all the Chris Hardwick, all uh, the seasons all the, of Batman They got all Night. the Weinstein Company. They got Stuart Little. 
Ugh. Um, all those are like on there, ready to go. All right. Well, uh, okay, okay, okay. Um, but we're not here to talk about those shows, are we? Well, we're not here to talk about your masterpiece. I own twenty percent of Opus. Crackle, so a little bit, you know. Okay. Well. Um. So we have season eight, and you know, obviously, the creditors of the show in the credits are usually often the D and D is what people call them. Um. David Benoif, Benoif, whatever, however you say his name, and D.B. Weiss. Um, and then, you know, the new latest episode is directed by David Nutter, your good friend. Yeah, I love David and Nutter. And by Dave Hill, so I guess everyone on the show is named Dave except you. That's right. So we're going to do a little bit of a recap. So in episode one, uh, plug yours if you haven't watched. Uh, spoiler alert. Even though it says here on Wikipedia, um, that's not how that's pronounced. I'm sorry. Keep going. What did you say though? I said keep going. So on Wikipedia, there is an estimated 11.7 million viewers for the new episode. Yeah, that's a mighty high number. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. If only we would have beat Master of None, the extended version on Crackle. (laughs) Check that out. So upon returning to Winterfell with their armies, John and Daenerys learned that the White Walkers have broken through the wall with Daenerys' undead dragon, Viserion. That's what's up. In response, the Northern Lords and their allies rally around Winterfell, though all are suspicious of Daenerys, and doubt the promised Lannister reinforcements. At King's Landing, Euron... Returns from Essos to the Golden Company, then consummates his relationship with Cersei. Kyburn on Cersei's orders bribes Bronn to kill Tyrion and Jaime. Theon rescues Yara. There's a lot of characters in this. Theon rescues Yara. And keep in mind, that's all before King Elvis gets killed by Alonzius Dusk Dawnblade at the end of the season conclusion. So Theon rescues Yara, who sets up to reclaim the Iron Islands. Theon returns to the north to help fight the army of the dead. Back at Winterfell, John reunites with Bran and Arya. Learns that Rigel with Daenerys' encouragement. Uh, learns to ride Rigel with Daenerys' encouragement. Sam learns that Daenerys executed his father and brother, then tells John that he is Aegon Targaryen. Yeah, I just want to point out uh, that the, gr- the rightful king of the Seven Seasons. The the the, the best kingdoms. thing about um you know shows like Wrong. this. There's right? a lot going on. I just I don't even know where this is going. If but. you don't mind, Michael, the best thing and I just kind of want to recap for everybody. You know, the best thing about shows like this, right, is they they. We or as a writer, we come up with stuff like this to originate a kind of point, right? A theme, if you will, something that can be used. You know, J.R. Tolkien kind of invented the fantasy genre as an excuse to make up a language for elves, but he also did it to kind of use it as a parallel. Their existence would mirror our own, and we can say something about the human condition through this. And then if you just keep doing it, and you keep doing it, all that stupid, boring stuff about understanding the human condition goes away, and all you have left with is plot of who does what. And it's just like watching people move pieces around a board or bang action figures together. And once all that stupid humanizing and understanding Understanding is done. What you're stuck with is a Marvel movie where no one can fly, and that's why, like, it's a really great thing when a show is able to get to season mm. 19 or whatever. Because then, so all, then mm-hmm. you can just get rid of all the stupid, you know, subtlety and undertones, and the only thing left 
is, you know, what's the Grey King going to do with the Orc Wall? Is he going to ask Elvis to help? You know, that kind of shit. So it's almost like you're saying, um, it's almost like you're, you're, you and your writing staff and your team are making it up as you go along. Well, the uh, only thing that matters, and this is why Stephen King's the best writer of all time, plot's the only thing that matters. Oh, definitely. That's the most important thing. And I would say that with your comments on fantasy, that's kind of interesting because it makes me think, well, this is basically just Dungeons and Dragons. It's kind of pointless. Well, sort of, but imagine uh, Dungeons and Dragons run by a virtuoso. And instead of having five to six players to entertain, he had 11.7 million. And imagine if they had no choice in the matter, but still felt the urge to affect it. And they go to their message boards and things like that and give suggestions and stuff like that that I don't read. So I would say that is similar to Dungeons and Dragons. The only difference is that I'm running it and that I know what to push into people's mouths. You know, so you're telling me that this Game of Thrones is different than Dungeons and Dragons, and Dungeons and Dragons is not stupid. Well, let me let me tell you this, right? Dungeons and Dragons is great, but also we're a little beyond that now. Um, I will just say that because of Game of Thrones, Game of Thrones, that a- I actually got thanked by Pornhub. They thanked me for making incest really? so popular. They, they credited Game and Thrones of revolutionizing sexuality. And I feel like in the last episode, we came around to this topic immediately as well. Um, well, you know, I kind of halted on the incest a little bit, as you know, right? Because, you know, it's not so taboo after you have you know, 57 episodes that feature incest as a prominent theme. Right? So you got to kind of change up. And while Pornhub did thank mm. us, and like now if you look, the number one search term on Pornhub is incest slash gay man thrones. What do we do? What do we do? And that's kind of why you can see last season why Jon Snow got the orc sister. It was a stepsister, right? And then Jon Snow's like, you know, stop seducing me. You're my sister. And the orc's like, you know, I'm only your stepsister. Here's Ashbringer. It's your new sword now. And he said, thanks. And then they had sex. And that was about a three-season buildup. But if you look on the fan fictions, if you look on the message boards, people were busting nuts to that. People were jacking off. People were going nuts about interracial incest. It was the new frontier. Mm-hmm. And that had been organized three years in advance. Imagine mm-hmm. jacking off for a year straight and then busting like your sting or something. I That's see what, what you're I saying. Did so through thematic changes. So I, I'm over here thinking, and some of us are thinking, oh, he's, you know, at a certain point, oh, he's just making this up as he goes along. But that was uh, preemptive. You you thought that out. You thought of an uh, 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 an end. Right. And then you just had to, it was just figuring out the means of getting there. Right. I mean, there's seeds that were planted in season one that still haven't bloomed yet. This is not really? something that has. Oh just, man, that's just getting. I'm getting like the like nerd chills. Now I here, don't like. want people to immediately start go digging through everything in season one to kind of look for it. That's against the point, you know. Well, I know. I mean, you know, if you go to the Reddit, the subreddits, you know, people are picking apart. Oh, of course. Uh, the editing cuts. They're like, oh, why did they cut it? This scene so short, and then, you know, they go through this stuff. They're like, why did this music start slower, louder than this this music cue? 
and um, it's crazy. You know, people love it. They 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 pick it apart. People they say, you know, I was at work all day, all day. Um, I got my work done super early, and I just spent the next seven hours of my time at work on the subreddits, reviewing episodes, reviewing plot, uh, rereading the books, all of this stuff, and coming together. And they're just like trying to figure out, and they still feel like they haven't gotten anywhere. And that's really the genius of it. And you are just playing all of them. You're like the very sort of the little finger, essentially, of real life. That that's that's probably accurate. Because I mean, Littlefinger. I mean, despite him being you know his pedophilic nature or Varys right. being a eunuch, um, you're right. very similar to. And them, also, you know? you know, that little finger he was named after. Right. Which in your books you covered. So I know. Yeah, it was all over in the books and stuff like that. TV shows don't get enough time to kind of denote to, um, you know, the minutia of how the show of like how the characters develop. Like um, in a TV show, you might have a three second shot of a character, but there are paragraphs written upon that particular blacksmith within the novels um, to the point that, you know, it's kind of like there's been a... um, sped up versions of my books that have been online that cut through a lot of it. But, you know, I took my modeling after Stephen King, the best writer of all time, in which if you're going to describe, if you're going to talk about a mountain, you better describe all of the sides of that mountain and everything on it, regardless of, let's say, thematic purpose. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about, there's been rumors flying around on the, the social media. Oh, God. And, uh, oh, the buzzing no. in Hollywood and all that. I know what you're going to ask. Well, you may not. I mean, it's not that bad. But, you know, you've worked very well with HBO Crackle. And, um, you know, all the all the producers and everyone running this and the executives. But there's been rumors that you've been talking and sitting down with Disney and the talks of selling Game of Thrones to Marvel, and then be Marvel Game of Thrones. Well, I mean, the thing is, as a businessman, if somebody, can you speak in that as all, or is it just uh, kind of hush hush? It's like a little hush hush. I, I can just like say in general, a government agent like Men of Black type of guy. In generalities, right? I'm a businessman. Well, it is the final season, and somebody so comes to you here? with a proposal. You're going to figure out what that proposal will be. Now, lots of people would like Jon Snow to live forever, right? Lots of people would like Boo Boo the Orc to live forever. Lots of people would like to see, you know, does King Elvis come back, raised from the dead by, you know, you know, perhaps his corpse was stuck on that Zeppelin going to Jamaica, and he comes back as a hoodoo mercenary, right? What happens to Alonzius Dusk Dawnblade? Does he finally topple the orc wall? You know, were the gods mad that there wasn't enough incest and they decide to punish the island by unleashing the orc horde on them? I can't answer these questions because this show's going to end, and people want these characters to have a second life. Now, I trust the Marvel Company and their gigantic suitcases they keep <laughs> throwing into my glass windows. And I, and I trust them to kind of respect well, I they, they the probably, creation They're climbing of the those character. hills, though. As I understand it, you just bought a hill. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, a house. Quite a big house. Quite a big well, I, price tag on it. In the Hollywood Hills next to Notch, the the gaming billionaire Notch. Yeah, uh, I live next to Notch. He's trying to show me some stuff, and I, I'm just closing my eyes and shaking my head. I don't like it at all. Um, you know, well, Anderson, he, he's had uh, several questionable parties there, which 
have caused a little bit of a well it's a little bit of like the uh the lannisters and the starks themselves between you and notch you've had this kind of um well i'm not um, related to uh, that the situation no i know that i'm not implying you are but neither are they in that show i'm saying there's a rivalry like a, a house rivalry you know a little, a little bit of a, a, a war going on between i mean i'm just speculating due to you know what do you see in teamsy in the yeah. tabloids but well listen appa- well, apparently he had you know a lot of questionable figures over there, and I, I I read that you and Andy Richter were at your place, and you guys like threw stuff through his windows, and then like he had a bunch of, um, you know, internet Nazis over, and I don't know it was a bunch of stuff. So could you talk about that at all? Or well, I can say this: Andy's a good friend. He's going through a hard time right now, so I'm talking to Andy. I'm like Andy, listen, gotta get back on that wagon, right? Gotta get your fingers. Oh, I wet. mean, he's a stud. He's right. an open man. He's no like he, this guy is on top of the world. He yeah. could be having any any piece he wants. He's got a fucking solid ass one pack underneath that fucking novelty t shirt, and he needs to get his nose wet. And that's and he gets some clear frame glasses, and he needs to you know wet. Something. Listen, he needs to get just some like colored frame glasses, right? He needs to to get a Macklemore haircut. Right, he needs a woman to sit on his face until the tip of his nose has to be cut off like trench foot. Right, that's what he needs. And I keep telling him this I'm like, You're a good guy, you got a lot out there. Why don't you stop DMing those hundreds of girls that caused your divorce and go out there into the Hollywood Hills and put a line of coke on your dick and wait for somebody to suck it off? You know, I'm telling this to Andy and he's nodding and he's looking at me and he's smiling and he's putting the Coke on his dick. Meanwhile, this notch guy next door keeps having these weird parties where they're playing Nazi techno and he keeps banging on that. Well, you said that you said that you saw them outside around his pool and they're pushing him around a wheelbarrow. Is he that big now? Yeah, he looks like shit. And all of his friends wear these big like like a Marlon Brando yeah. type or something. I don't it's know, it's just, bizarre. He's almost like a Game of Thrones character, you know, can't even move. He has to be moved. They have to have like like some big hospital bariatric bread that they that they move him around in. Listen, he's just hanging it's, it's as wide as a as a F150. It's just know? it's just skinny weird light-haired guys in all black clothes that oh they're all either doing 130 130 pounds or 400 pounds exactly and they're hanging around his pool with all these invader zim looking girls that just look like they have yeast infections a year straight and well there's reports they're all staying around with guns and they're all posing with their guns they're all wearing invader zim clothes with the fucking fingerless like hand gloves that go to your elbow and it's just grossing me out right (laughs) so what do me and andy decide to do right we're like you're harsh in his viagra buzz i'm gonna throw a bunch of oil all on your yard because i'm rich and i buy it by the barrel just to show i can right and this this whole rivalry stuff like i do pranks on them right i throw eggs at their cars right and they in turn national lampoon kind of stuff and they return by pranking me by firing a minigun uh two thousand rounds into my house while i lay on the ground underneath my bed barely avoiding things well it was just last week they had a car bomb go off during one of your parties in your driveway, they set a car bomb off? Yeah, they set a car bomb off. It was a... Well, you know, my lawyer said I shouldn't get into this too much, but um, I don't know why they did it. I'm just curious myself. It wasn't even my car, right? They car bombed 
a car they bought. It was a, and, it was a guest car, right? And they, no, it was a car they bought, and they parked it in my driveway. It was like a Ford oh. F one fifty Raptor. I think it was a Bighorn nineteen ninety nine St Louis Rams Oz Hockey Akeem edition, like a sixty thousand dollar fucking truck. And then they parked it there. They put cars in it. They thought I would just get in it because they left the keys in it. I'm not a homeless person, so I don't just get into cars. And then they blew it up. Do they know that the Rams are in L.A. now? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like a whole new team, so I don't think the Rams moved as much as they stopped existing in St. Louis. I mean, they still exist. They're next qu- here next question. Okay, I don't want to talk about the 1999 St. Louis Rams, so please, can we go into the next question? Thank you.